Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and more. This is our annual March Madness Tournament featuring villains, the finale. Tonight we crown our winner of this whole tournament. This is Tommy Smith of Wings. I'm Frank Melman. This is Zach Slater. And I'm Clifton. Okay, well, thank you for joining us in this long decision in order to figure out amongst us who we believe to be the best villain that we think is the top of the heap, top of the pile in our March Madness tournament. Now, we've gone through 64 contestants and we've come down to the third round of it in which we boiled it down to a certain number of individuals. You guys ready to make a decision towards that goal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. To start it off in the fourth round, we have Lex Luthor versus Demona. <laughs> Lex Luthor, <laughs> the villainous foe from Superman, probably arguably his best and strongest foe against the long-lasting evil gargoyle from the show Disney's Gargoyles. Who do you believe did it best? Frank, I'm calling on you first. All right, I'll go first. Sucks to be Frank. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, hmm. uh, I almost want this to be more difficult for me. Okay. <laughs> but it's really, really not. Um, I'm going to go with Lex. Okay. I, I like Demona a whole lot. I think she's a great complex villain. I just think that there's so many times in my life in so many different uh, genres, comics, animation, movies, where I'm like, Lex is great. I mean, there's so many moments of Lex being awesomely terrible in so many things. I would have to go with Lex. Okay. Thank you for your vote. Zach, who are you voting for? Oh, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to vote on this one. This one, no, this one is is hard i said in the first episode like i don't know who it would be that would make me vote against lex mm-hmm. but okay. it might be demona oh, like, <laughs> oh really yeah yeah it's pretty close for me okay because well, what i like about it is she's she's like uh cunning and devious like over centuries mm-hmm. yes, yes. <laughs> you know what i mean which I think is just like an added element. It's like the one thing that Lex is missing. Yeah. Time is on our side. Uh, in, in most cases, Lex. Eh, you know, there's a million imaginary stories out there. Okay. Um, so that's what makes it really, really difficult for me. But I think I'm going to go with the old classic and say Lex. Oh, wow. Grudgingly. Move on from me quick <laughs> before I change my mind. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I hear you. I hear oh, you. Oh, sorry. To be honest, I'm going to make the next decision in which I I wanted to be Demona. And I think it, to me, it's only not going to be Demona for me, only because we've seen Lex over a plethora of times. And I've yet to see an image of Superman without Lex. So mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. time we've gotten Superman, we've gotten a different version of Lex as opposed to Demona is only in the comics. And was it Marina Sirtis? That's her name from um, mm-hmm. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Deanna Troy, yeah. Deanna yep. Troy, yeah. So as a result of it, I, I I I love what they've done, but I just wish they allowed that property to spread more or to be recreated, like the turtles. You know, just mm-hmm. give us different version of it of what you think to keep lasting over the generations and such. So I'm going with Lex as well. Clifton, I like both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the the conspiratorial nature of both of them. Mm-hmm. I think in the end, though, as much as Demona, you know, plots and gets ones over on people, I think she's also, she can be taken advantage of herself. I think there are villains in the show that that are even beyond her in her own show. And and Lex, it's not easy to take, to get one over on Lex (laughs) by anyone, even, even all his contemporary villains or so out there. And, uh, think i just gotta go with i mean since what 19 when was lex's first appearance 39 or was yeah, it action right. one 38 no, no. i think yeah, it was action one because for a while it was ultra humanite was kind of oh the, that's right that was the first villain yeah, yeah that was the first superman villain but yeah whenever lex showed up i guess in the 40s then i mean he's been going strong ever since and and that's what my pick's gonna be with his lex okay demona loses unanimously as Lex advances, <laughs> even though we love Demona, 
I'm gonna Before miss her though. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, she was she was a fun monkey wrench in a lot of like whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. no, she's definitely uh, somebody that we looked out for and enjoyed immensely. But going up against Lex, it's hard to yeah. lose, hard to win. Next up, gentlemen, we have Biff Tannen versus the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Biff Tannen. Oh, and Biff's got some momentum coming into this round. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. But we're talking about the Joker. I mean, Zach. Oh man, what would you cast? Me? Oh yeah. <sighs> I mean, you just said it right there, Tommy. We're talking about the Joker. <laughs> we're talking about the Joker. Uh, I mean, Biff's a jerk, big old jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, said it a million times. Fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, great character, great, great set of movies. This whole time I've been including Mad Dog Tannen in this too, mm-hmm. from you Back to well. Future 3. I don't <laughs> know if yeah. you guys have been. I sure. have. Uh, it's in his jeans, man. You might yeah. as well. But, yeah, it's the Joker. Okay. He's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Me, I personally hate Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. To hate him or love to hate him? Right. Ah, no, I hate him. There you go. No, I hate him. (laughs) I hate him. Hate him so much that I didn't finish uh, Back to Future 2, which is basically a swan song. Yeah, I know. Ever? Ever. I've not gone back to it. I know it ends. (laughs) In the last 40 years, you haven't finished that movie? (laughs) Exactly. At all. Now, this was the crazy part. 30. I guess 30 for that one. 30. I finished. You should go back back to the future. Oh, back back to the future (laughs) 2. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the crazy part is, I've seen 3. I just don't like to. <laughs> I ah, hate to. Okay. I've seen oh, three. Man. Don't like to. Gotcha. With that being said, I cast my vote for the Joker. Clifton. I'm going in on Biff on this one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the Batman. Because I love to hate Biff. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hate him, but I love to hate him. Mm. I mean, he's a fun villain through, I mean, for a, a classic 80s franchise to... It's, I mean, it's a fun-hearted franchise or a light-hearted franchise for mm-hmm. the most part. Like, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. But yeah, to sustain like this villain that you want to hate and he embodies a lot of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he does. In the different versions. Uh, I mean, and I guess 50s too. Yeah, let's say 50s, 80s, and yeah. what, 2000s? Or what yeah, that he captures, he's like a multi-generational evil. Yeah. Uh, yes. that, that captures oh. the actual evils from those generations. And what, the 1890s? If yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> went back to, yeah. I gotta give him some respect for that. Okay. 1885. They are. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, very nice. That's right. Doc's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, <laughs> Frank. Oof. Uh Biff Tannen is my choice. I, it's is. been my choice throughout the throughout the tournament. Uh hmm. I, I I I I find myself at a, at a bit of a crossroads <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> sure. I love Biff Tannen. I, I'm a huge fan of Biff Tannen's as, as a villain. Um I think he's tremendously good in, in Back to the Futures one, two, and three. Um Wow, I, I, wow. Before Clifton cast his vote, I was pretty much set on my, um, my choice here, but I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to roll a dice here, and I'm going to go with Biff Tannen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you get that jerk of uh, fighting chance. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. We're going to our engineer early this time. This yes, round. we are. We are. On the second decision, we're going to our engineer, in which we want to know his decision. On Biff Tanner or the Joker? What do you say, sir? I have to go with the one that I despise the most. And that is Biff Tanner. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <sighs> the other thing I will say is this. If, if, if we hadn't been oversaturated with the Joker in the last 10 years, I don't think I would have gone with it. But that was my other choice was just, <laughs> there's so much Joker material out there. I'm just... I, I, as much as I love the Joker, I'm so tired of the Joker. Okay. So tired. I felt it. I felt it in your vote. I knew it. I knew that's why. I knew that's why you went with Biff. I'm going to say this. Okay. And this is, and this is only because we're not going to be talking about the Joker anymore in this turn. The Joker is in rare form one of those few characters that is allowed to change to fit the audience, similar to Batman. 
Like mm-hmm. in the sixties, we got a form of Batman. In cartoons, we got a form of Batman. With Nolan, we got a form of Batman. But in all honesty, the Joker's been able to be maneuvered just the same way, like Suicide Squad or whatever the case may be. In fact, now he has his own movie. He's right. the only character to get his own movie out of everything here. Mm. So I, I understand the exhaustion with the Joker, but wow, Biff yeah. and over the Joker. Dark yeah. Horse, Biff Tannen. <laughs> Who knew? If you, if you were playing the home version, I know you didn't have Biff Tannen on your yeah. card. So. You right. ruined everybody's. Yeah, it was, everyone's bracket, <laughs> bracket is destroyed yes. at this point. Yes. Oh, I hate Biff Tannen so much now. <laughs> I hate him even more. Okay. Sorry to see you go, Joker, but somebody had to put you to bed. Who knew it would be Biff Tannen, right? right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> His momentum keeps going. Right. Yes, indeed. Got to keep it moving. Can't stop for the Joker. Next up, gentlemen, we have Starscream versus the coveted matchup, Megatron. Starscream. <laughs> Finally. Versus Megatron. Starscream versus Megatron. I think you guys screamed for it in the background just because it had to happen. <laughs> it was not rigged. This was not no. rigged. No, it was no. not rigged. But I think it was coveted, you know, just powerfully. I like the forces inside us wanted it to happen. And, yes. You know. The sun shone on us today. I will confess, this is the fight I've been wanting since I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let me give you guys a little bit of time to think about it because I'll make the first decision towards the two. Now, as much as I like Starscream, mm. I really like Megatron. I really like Megatron. And I, th- and I think that love came out of when I watched Beast Wars. Uh-huh. It's the first time we had a different incarnation of Megatron. And I love the guy that voiced that Megatron. He just gave the voice a different cadence. Still menacing, still powerful, still threatening, but just does it in a Shakespearean way in which he questions everything but doesn't. It's just, it's so weird and and deliciously nice. I love it. So my vote is cast for Megatron. Clifton? This one's tough. Because we did see it play out in Transformers the movie. We did Mm -hmm. see how... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how things went that way when Starscream thought he was on top and uh, so far as his coronation which was interrupted unceremoniously <laughs> on Cybertron um, but that was Galvatron yeah so. after he beat Megatron <laughs> right. if you want to be honest because Galvatron came back and killed him he threw Megatron out into space like trash mm. yes he did so my pick is with Starscream as oh, wow. the true Decepticon leader okay frank who you pick i i (laughs) be i gotta say beyond like the first episode like where they fight at the dam he's got the laser axe Mm -hmm. i -hmm. never really dug megatron all that much (laughs) like i like him and i think he's a fine character and you know transform into a gun's kind of cool but Mm -hmm. Um, my I always looked forward to moments with Starscream. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, and to be honest, Megatron had the mace. Oh, I'm sorry. The mace. I'm sorry. Mace. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Pressure's on Zach. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, there's a lot of yes. pressure. I don't like this pressure. I'm buckling. <laughs> oh, towards I'm buckling who, under the pressure. Um. Oh. You mentioned Megatron's voice. That's interesting because we've done a lot of talk about Starscream's voice, mm-hmm. voiced by Chris Lotta. Like, how can you not? It's mm-hmm. Cobra Commander. It's an amazing voice. I don't think enough is said about like how wonderful Frank Welker is as Megatron. He is great, and it's my feeling that like in in every like reiteration of Transformers where they do a Megatron, they always go like they always do kind of like a like a deep low like almost dark sidey voice. And I feel like I'm like, yeah, that's not right. You know, like I liked <laughs> yeah. the raspy, like emotional, like yell smoke three packs a day. voice. <laughs> that it was yes. Megatron, yeah. you know, yeah. In the original. <sighs> what makes it so hard is that like, man, they play off of each other so well. And I don't know that either character is as good without the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Screw it. Starscream. Oh! 
<laughs> oh, Starscream. Another upset. <laughs> very much upset. Starscream moves forward over Megatron. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little hurt by that. <laughs> I hurt myself on that one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It could only be one. They could, oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems the case. Wow. Wow. I mean, he transformed into a gun and Starscream used him. Right. It's great. It's great <laughs> like, it was the weird, like, this down. weird, like, partnership. Like, how, how unstoppable would they be together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they could only if work just, together. If they just got out of each other's way. Like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. why I like the gun transformation. And not, There's a and tragedy not, in it all. And not the tank and helicopter and whatever else they made, <laughs> made Megatron. You like the dinosaur? The yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I understand right. why they did it. But yeah, certainly I understand why, why they not didn't make him a gun. But yeah, yeah, the, you know, you're right. It does fit. It, it, it was just perfect, especially in that opening scene with uh, Transformers, the movie. Yeah, Starscream mm-hmm. just blows them away. <laughs> Next up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even pronounce Megatron's uh, demise. Starscream <laughs> has ascended <laughs> and Megatron is gone for the picture. Hence why we had Galvatron, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have. Sinestro or David Xanatos? <laughs> Sinestro, the scourge of the Green Lantern Corps, used to be a Green Lantern, or David Xanatos from Disney's Gargoyles, the what millionaire philanthropist, I put that in air quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that brings back the Gargoyles and breaks the mystic curse that keep them as a stone creatures and never trans- transforming into living creatures. David Xanatos. Okay, now, Clifton, I'm going to go first with you. Okay. Who are you picking? This one, I think, unfortunately, just comes down to who I've seen or read the most stories by Okay, that I like, which I honestly haven't read a ton of the Sinestro stuff uh, mm. over the years. Mm. And I okay. love David Xanatos, so I have to pick David Xanatos, but... I need my Sinestro reading list. Like, mm. <laughs> like okay. Zach needs his Dr. Doom reading list from, <laughs> okay. from last episode. That's what Got I need. It. I need my good, uh, like Sinestro stories just cause yeah. I haven't gotten into him that much. Okay. But Xanatos, I love from the show. Uh, I think he's, he's definitely the, the prevailing villain of gargoyles. Um, I agree. He definitely the is the one who knows what's going on and can manipulate everyone, including other villains. Uh, so he's got my vote this time. Okay. Thank you, Clifton. Frank, what do you believe? Um, they both have great facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, they both, they both are uh, really good at ma- manipulation of manipulating people and gargoyles and, and Hal Jordan. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a huge Sinestro guy. I love Sinestro. Okay. I think it's, you know, the idea that he's able to, you know, strip of his rank, goes to another dimension, you know, has a, as a, as someone, you know, the, the weapon there's a cord forges his, his own ring, you know, then later on makes his own Sinestro core, not a green lantern core, but a Sinestro core. Mm-hmm. Like that guy's mm-hmm. ego is so big. His name has to be out front. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not the yellow lanterns. They're, they're Sinestro. Sinestro core. core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I just, you know, as I said before, I love the arrogance. I think he's awesome. I'm going to go with Sinestro. Okay. Thank you. Zach. I'm also going to go with Sinestro, and I'm not entirely sure why. (laughs) (laughs) It's just what I'm feeling at the moment. Um, It's, no, because I, you know what? I'm just going to sit the explanation out, because if I did, I feel like I'm going to spoil gargoyles for people that, haven't seen it. I don't want to do mm. that because it's wonderful. Mm. Check it out at Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Xanatos is awesome, and he, he made is. it this far for a reason. He's terrific. But yeah, I mean, for all the reasons that I was talking about Sinestro in the past episodes, I mean, he's he's also really multifaceted and just a bastard. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get the final vote. At least for this round. And if I have to be honest, because I love the swarminess that Jonathan Franks put in David Xanatos when he speaks, that mm. confident yet 
<laughs> you can't. He like he's never shook. He's never hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter what comes up, he's always confident that he's going right. to win, even when he's losing. Right. Yeah. But Sinestro in the books, he's lost and come back like stronger. Yeah. Just just like ridiculously stronger. It's like he he feels unmaneuverable in a galaxy full of, you know, different concepts of people. Mm-hmm. So it made me like Jeff Johns. <laughs> right. This use of him. Yeah. So I have to go with Sinestro. Yeah, my vote goes to Sinestro. With that being said, Sinestro advances. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. You sound conflicted. Yeah, you sound, I, you sound I am like you're, because you're I, love, I love, I uh, love, I love gargoyles. I love yeah. gargoyles. With that being said, uh, wow, that much emotion. Huh? I didn't mean to yeah. emote that much out. It just hit me like he is kind of smarmy. I never would have <laughs> described his voice that way yeah. because it is so like reserved and confident and controlled always. But I'm like, yeah, there is a bit of like, that's the other kind. There's, there's a touch. Yeah, it is. No, it's really good. You're right. But yeah, that's the other, the, the other thing about Sinestro that I love is the fact that like as much as I love him in a group, I'm always like, you don't want him in your group because he's. He, I always feel like <laughs> your days are numbered if he's in your group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I get that's a sense of it as well. But yeah, but David Xanatos, it just every time he's talked, it's like whenever he's right, you, you almost be a sense of you wanted to punch, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was a great, you know, great for the voice acting. But ooh, mm-hmm. it's that feeling that you want to punch somebody just because they speak is strong. Right. Okay. Now. Before we go to the next round, I'd like to uh, let the listeners know that some of the choices that we have presently available weren't up there, only because due to the uh, the bracket size. But for me, there was a couple of people that I wanted on the list that wasn't on there. Mm. Um, Frank, is there any standouts that you have that you want that were on your list that didn't quite make it? Um, one that I that was that was glaring that I couldn't believe I didn't have on my list, and I don't I don't think I did was was Hans Gruber. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he fell off your list. You're 100 percent correct. That was one I was like I thought for sure. You know, I I would you know I, I was looking forward to see him go up against Raish or somebody like along those lines. <laughs> but um, yeah, Hans Gruber, and then I didn't put him on my list, but I should have because I do like him a lot. Uh, is Doctor Octopus? Okay. Okay. I know it was one of those where, like, I like when I looking back on my list of the, the after the last last time we recorded, I was like, "Oh yeah, I should have added him," but I don't think I did. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else had him though. Yeah, he, was though, he still made the turn. No, I know, I know, but it's all, I'm just saying, like, when I was thinking of like ones for me personally, I was just like, "Oh, how did you not?" <laughs> when you're putting Put your list together, there. yeah. Got you. Well, for me, I was I was surprised, and he was on my list, but you didn't take him. Was the Red Skull? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I put him on my list, and I put Eric Killmonger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on mine too. Okay, okay. He was on mine. Who else was on your list, uh, Zach? Well, I mean, just, just, I guess, a little inside baseball over here for for like the listeners. So the way that we put these together is sort of like Tommy gets a list from all of us of of you know twenty four ish you know bad guys or whatever you know whatever the topic we're doing. But we usually have like a, a like a like a no brainer list that we have. Okay. That we just all agree upon like like Joker should be on the list. Nobody put Joker on. Lex should be right. Like those guys. And for some reason, like we just did do that this year. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which made kind of making the list a little more difficult. So so we had to sort of like. Prepare a little bit this year for. uh like, I think Frank's going to put this guy on, so I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to waste on one of my picks because I know he's going to put Zoom, <laughs> you know, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like, so. So that said, I think the most glaring absence in the tournament is Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's one that I think I just think we all thought somebody else was going to put him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody thought to do it. But um, yeah, not a lot of X-Men villains, really. Yeah, right. No, Clifton yeah, came out. Many. Clifton came out with Clifton. You and Clifton with Mystique and um, the Sentinels right. came out with the strongest uh, X Men villains. Yeah. Was there someone else, Clifton, that I'm thinking of that you forgot to put on your list? Yeah, some of mine were a little more uh, specialized. Even some mm-hmm. of the ones that made it <laughs> were yeah. a little specialized to me, and the ones that didn't <laughs> were even more. 
where I think I was the only one who who could represent for them. So that's why they they kind of went to the to the B list on mine. Okay. Um, but one was Blaine De Beers from iZombie, who's yeah, an excellent, excellent character. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm the only one here who watched iZombie. So <laughs> I, ah. I just didn't think it would be a good representation or a good conversation um, past the first round. But yeah, Blaine mm. is is great as like, uh, like a, kind of appears as a slacker villain sort of at first. Like okay. he's just selling beer to kids in a playground more or less is what he starts oh. as to like to like uh like kingpin of crime sort of in this in the zombie world where he's willing to exploit literally everyone mm. and even like sometimes you'll even start to sympathize with them until you realize like no there's nothing there's nothing to sympathize with he's literally playing everybody uh. and he's a great character but again like i think i was the only one here who watched i zombie so yeah oh, that's a shame i you know now, now I want to watch it. <laughs> I I got to get this one out though too, really, because because when the first episode dropped, like w- within a few hours, Devon reached out to me and he's like, "You guys didn't put Lucy for peanuts on that." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, oh, you're that'd right. Be great. That'd yeah, be great. No, She's awful. <laughs> she is awful. That'd be great though. Right? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, are you guys ready for the next round? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is our final four. You ready, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For our final four, for the first matchup, we have Lex Luthor versus Biff Tannen. <laughs> Lex Luthor versus Biff. I hate you, Tannen. <laughs> Frank, I have to ask you, who's your choice? I get to go first? You have to go first, yes. Uh, <sighs> been a good run for both these characters. <laughs> oh, for who, yeah, well, oh my gosh. The way you made it sound, my heart skipped a beat, but go ahead. <laughs> it's been a good run for both of them. I'm, you know, I'm very surprised that, that Biff managed to hang in there that long. It just is, you know, <laughs> the tenacity of the Tannen, Tannen clan to make <laughs> it this far. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's, for me, it's, it's, in this decision, I have to say, I there are so many good Lex moments that I have. Again, I, I you know love, love Lex through just about every incarnation there possibly is, and that that's one of the shortcomings of Biff Tannen is the fact that as much as I love Back to the Future, he seems to be the only real villain or any or foil for for Doc and Marty. So having said that, I think for this, I will go with Lex. Okay, I. I thought you were going to go somewhere else because you uh. almost swayed me. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Zach. All right. My turn. Um, Biff had a good run, <laughs> but it's time for him to go, I think. Mm. <laughs> for me, at least. Okay. Uh, Although I will say this, Biff Tannen does have that timeless quality that Lex doesn't. What's that? <laughs> The timeless quality of like being a threat yeah, through yeah. over oh, yeah. time. Very true. Very that Lex true. Does not have this. This to me, it just comes down to to uh, um, effectiveness. Like I just think like Lex is so much more of a, of a capable threat mm-hmm. than Biff. You know. Sure. Yep. I'm sticking with it. Lex. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. I've not disguised how I felt about Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy to cast my vote with Lex. Yeah, I, I understand why he's in the running, too, because, uh, Frank, you, you pointed out something to me is the fact of it, no matter what, his tenacity mm-hmm. to, despite losing, finding an edge that not only benefits him, but benefits family mm-hmm. in a weird way. No matter what, if if he didn't make it through, a family member did, but it was all about making the other person lose. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, Lex Luthor, Clifton, who are you picking? So it looks like Biff's momentum has run out. <laughs> no more Biff, no more Buford, Mad Dog, whatever the the Tannen Clan is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like like Frank was saying, we're we're. I mean, Biff is timeless in that he he keeps popping up in different times he keeps representing things in different times like lex does have sort of his own uh i think timeless evil in in an evil that is present in all times and it's why he's worked as long as he has because he's 
these greed and corruption and and quest for power. Yes. And and that's always it's always relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that's then that's what Lex represents. So that's why Lex I think is always relevant uh in, in the world of Superman. So yeah, even though my vote was not needed because I think it was three to one or or three to nothing already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll make it unanimous for Lex. So okay. end of the road for Biff. He's got to go back in time. Mm. He's yeah. gonna make. He's gonna make like a tree. <laughs> yeah, and get the hell out of here. <laughs> With that being said, Lex advances to the uh, finals. Next up, we have Starscream versus Sinestro. Starscream versus Sinestro. Now, before I call on somebody, anybody want to give me their vote first? What a weird final four, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I heard, I heard, I heard Zach. Zach, oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah, you're, Zach, you are correct. No, no one thought the Biff Tannen would be a Cinderella story. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, let me see. Starscream or Sinestro? Yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting his first name. Was it Carl Sinestro? Was it Thal? Thaw. Yeah, the, the one I keep forgetting. Thaw. It sounds like it's just like, Bill. Bill Sinister. Yeah, right. thank you. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather be Bill Sinister. It sounds like Bob you burnt Sinister. your tongue and his name was Tom. Tom? Yeah, Tom. But yeah. Hmm. It's tough. Starscream, I I have been a fan of for, for many, many, many years since I was a kid, and Sinestro, mm-hmm. relatively more recent uh of uh, you know, fondness for maybe in the last uh when was Sinestro Core War? Maybe last fifteen years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right? maybe. So around that time. Hmm. Again, I think it's going to come down to to you know who's more capable, and I think it's Sinestro. Mm. Okay, that's that's fair. You know, I may be employing a little fan fiction here in my head too. I think <laughs> you know, it's one of those. I feel like I have this image of like any time a DC heroes in space. Right. Yeah. And like and, and if they happen to bump into Sinestro, like it's a problem, no matter sure. who it is almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You know? And and it would be cool, I think, if DC recognized him in sort of like in in, in like a power up yeah, you know, way. But um yeah, yeah I think Sinestro. Okay. Thank you, Zach, for that vote. I'll take the next one. Um Starscream. He makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Clifton? Again, uh, I'm not too, too familiar with the Sinestra stories, and I love Starscream, so I just have to go Starscream on this one. Ooh, nice, nice. And Frank? Getting back to what Zach said, I for me, it comes down to to competency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as I love Starscream, um, it's not as if anything he's ever done has been you know it's not like he's 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 not consummately the winner or the victor where i feel like sinestro um sinestro usually finds a way to pull it off whatever he's involved in he usually finds a way to win um i, I don't know I, I i recall a transformer story in mm-hmm. which starscream was dropped on the island yeah and he made his own robots mm. in which he went and got the worst of the worst for their personalities and it made Bruticus, which is the Combaticons. Mm. Mm. So it showed his tenacity to win <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and create his own menacing, of course, which for a spell, of course, they conquered. But you know how the Autobots are. They're not right. going to take it lying down. So that was a tremendous moment for Starscream that I'd like to remind you of, if nothing sure. else. Yes. Sure. Still not the same as the entire core. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, it wasn't the Starscream core. Right. No, it it could have been, though, but they turned on them like it, everybody else. Yeah, it was else, not the so. Starstreamicons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was not. No, it was no, not. no. So I, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with Sinestro. Okay. All right. Of course, we've come to a tie. Mm. Uh, as a result of it, we're going to need our engineer to break the tie of Starscream versus Sinestro. This one is a little tough. Yeah. Yes, it is. But I feel like I am going to have to go with my man Starscream. Wow. With that being said, the the uh, vote is cast. Ugh. 
Starscream advances. We took him far, Frank. We got so <laughs> far. We did. We absolutely did. <laughs> Didn't we almost have it all, Star- uh, Sinestro? Didn't we almost have it all? Yeah, yeah, it felt that way. felt that yeah. way. Didn't we almost have it all? Okay. But before we go to crown our leader or our ultimate villain, at least between us, so to speak, uh, is there any more um, choices that we should have added to our list that would have definitely be a contender for number one top spot? Uh, Zach, can you think of anything oh, else that man. didn't make your list? Because your list was extensive to the yeah, point I'm, that I regret not putting some people <laughs> on your list. On I there. way overwrote my list. I wrote basically like fifty names and then mm. pared it down to however many you said you need. Yes, <laughs> was like, yes. Um, so yeah, mine was long. It was just staying in Transformers. It, like like Devastator was one for me because I'm like, oh man, like. Is there is there another robot you can think of that was that like scared them more? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they would panic. Oh, tremendously so. Um, he would have been a good addition for our team archetype in the muscle category. That would have been a really cool conversation. Devastator. <laughs> um, I had um, like Vandal Savage. Oh yeah, that's oh, a good one. that was nice. a good one. <laughs> ooh, ooh, there's one that I I was going to take. That I totally forgot about, but f- I'm surprised it wasn't on Frank's list. Mm. That was on your list, Zach, which mm. was the Cylons. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a great pick that you made. I had um I had Scar from the Lion King. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a good one. I'm gonna sorry, Clifton. I didn't set you up for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you hot potato right now. Okay. I had one that that I put on specifically because I wanted to hear you talk about him. Okay. And that was uh, Candlejack. <laughs> From Freakazoid. From yes. Freakazoid. I yeah. love Candlejack. That's what, yes. I thought. That's what I thought. You were like, oh, Freakazoid? Yeah, Freakazoid. <laughs> but don't say it too many times. No. No, no, no. You can't say it. I think we've already said it too many times. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was one. That was like a Bruce Tim design, right? Uh, yeah. Was it really? I think so. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. And then it was one that kind of like morphed from a typical Bruce Tim design to a freakazoid mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce Tim mm-hmm. design. But yeah, no, I love that episode where it's just like the boogeyman that keeps showing up and stealing kids whenever they say his name. It's right. a great one. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Shows it's up really with good. Like one. his lantern and the rope and everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It was a Bruce Tim design. He was so so. For people who don't know, he was initially he was a designer and and you know helped develop freakazoid. And then uh, when it was a slightly different project initially, <laughs> when it was a slightly. Yeah, it was it was it was intended to be kind of more like a straight like superhero ish kind of thing, like the creeper. OK. And and Steven Spielberg, who produced Freakazoid, like kind of uh, gravitated to certain elements that sort of made the show like like more and more into a comedy. And as the show became like more and more of a comedy like Bruce Tim was sort of like, this is not in my wheelhouse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then so he kind of sat out of that project and then you know we ended up getting him working on superman because of that freedom up to do superman oh that's not a bad that's yeah. not oh, yeah, yeah that's not a happy ending yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of the some of the designs that he had were were you know still used in the show and and yeah. uh uh cj <laughs> was one of them <laughs> right right oh, okay yeah. okay can't say it anymore we've, we've already we've already yeah, tempted too much. fate <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah what i had that I know Tommy was also keen on, but we had to yes. drop for for space. Yes. Was um, uh, Norman Stansfield oh. played by Gary Oldman in The yes. Professional? Oh. Yes, oh, the everyone, everyone. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I He's love so that. good. Oh, yeah, that was mine because I love the movie. Um, Great movie, and, and Gary Oldman's fantastic in it. So that was that was one. He, he almost made the list. He almost made the tournament. Mm. And then another in the in the category of like so specialized just to me mm-hmm. <laughs> is like one of my ultimate villains that I've said for decades now mm-hmm. is Aaron Eckhart in the film In the Company of Men from oh. 1997. Oh, wow. <laughs> horrible in that. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know I didn't know anyone else had seen it. Frank. Oh yeah, I didn't know anyone else would be familiar with that one. But yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, no, he's that was the first thing I'd ever seen Aaron Eckhart in. Yeah. And and he is fantastically Awful. horrible. Like <laughs> yeah. so horrible, but 
Yeah, just a horrible human being. Yeah, but I mean, a great actor. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> great no. actor. Fantastic you role. See him He's just terrible. This horrible, a... horrible person. Yeah, the character's awful. But yeah, just a quick summary of the movie is it's it's based on a play by Neil LeBute that he turned into a film and directed himself. Okay. Where Aaron Eckhart plays a traveling like business executive named Chad. <laughs> Chad. Out of boredom on one of his business trips, makes a bet with another coworker to mm. basically take advantage of a woman. Basically like build up her self-esteem and tear mm-hmm. it down. And then just wreck her. Is the oh. bet. And... And they are horrible. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that again. Getting back, no, well, I should probably tell it after we vote. Um, <laughs> it's there's a, a famous Burn Lex story where the same sort of thing happens, but this is over two hours yeah. in a movie. So <laughs> it's yeah. it's an unflinching look at toxic masculinity. Is, yeah, that's how I would yeah. describe the film. Yep. It's a good one. That's a great choice. But yeah, he's he's always like my all time, one of my all time villains. But again, like just I didn't know who had seen it. And it's a 1997 independent film. I, yep. I didn't know how many yep. how much legs that would have. <laughs> I would have voted Ooh. for it depending on who it was. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if I want to see that movie. I mean, you make it sound compelling. It's it's a it's a tough watch. It is okay. a tough watch. OK, I'm surprised Clifton. I'm sorry. I'm surprised you didn't have gore on your list. Oh, uh, God Butcher? Yeah. Yeah, definitely tempted, because, I, I mean, I love that whole Thor run. Thor yeah. run. <laughs> well, Zach had inspired me to add more to my list. I kind of mm. went a little crazy like Zach, in which there's, there's a, like, ten more people I thought of, mm. but didn't use. Mm. Like, I, I was thinking Sauron from mm. uh, Return of the, uh, you know. Re- Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Thank you. I was going to say Return of the King. Or the Savage Land. Yeah, exactly. yeah, both work. Both, both work. work. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say the Wicked Witch of the West. That's a good choice. Okay, yeah. Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Oh, I just got a, a shiver down my spine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Another one was How Nine Thousand. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. I was thinking also Kaiser Soze. Yeah. He doesn't exist, uh, but no, he does not. <laughs> he does not. Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, mm. that's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Nina Myers, my brother kept pushing from Twenty Four, <laughs> and and then the weirdest one he kept pushing too because he wanted to see it on the list was uh, Alexis Carrington Colby. Now this is a <laughs> deep dive, and I thought it was a reach, just like with uh, wow. Clifton's pick, in which it was the main villain from the eighties. Soap opera dynasty. Not a bad choice at <laughs> all. Not, no, it's because, such a, it's a deep, deep cut. But yes, yeah, not a but, bad choice. But solid because he kept saying, you know, that's where the whole phrase of "I got the receipts" came from. I was like, that's what you pulled from her. That's all. <laughs> she was a jerk. In fact, she could have taken the top spot if not for Amy Dunn. In my opinion, she's that much of a jerk. Um, but no, those are the runoffs from my list that weren't able to make uh, the cut, so to speak. I have one for Frank. I got a couple I haven't mentioned. Go ahead. Oh, no. Who's who's the 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 guy from It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, uh, Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you should have put him on. He's the- a, oh, he's yeah, a no. jerk. I'm surprised I didn't have that one. That's a good one too. <laughs> I had Avengers uh, from Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Okay. I had Emma Frost. Yeah. Okay. Which I was kind of surprised no one else like we didn't have her. Mm. And then the one that was glaring that I'm like, oh, I should have thrown this jerk in was. Reggie Mantle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, that from Archie. Archie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just clicked. Yeah. Yep. From Archie. I was like, oh, how did I not have Re- how did I not have Reggie? I was like, Reggie's been around for, <laughs> what, since the 30s? Yes. Yeah. Classic jerk. Classic jerk. Yes. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, st- I still had a bunch, too. I still had, like, Deathstroke. Yeah. And yeah. The Leader. Yeah. yeah. Was, was another one. Um. Dr. Savannah. Didn't you have I had Mojo mm, Jojo? Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. That was the one I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Mojo Jojo almost made it on. Not uh, a bad choice either. Yeah, he should have. I, um, I watch a lot of cooking shows. I don't know why I put this on, but I had Bobby <laughs> Flay on the list. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Just, yeah. he absolutely is the bad guy in his own yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk. That's true. <laughs> he's right? a jerk. True. Um, I got I got another one for Frank over here and okay. and, and one more for Tommy. And then and then one I think would have really been uh uh uh, monkey wrench in this whole thing. So, okay. uh, 
Tommy, the the one from Gargoyles that we missed was Doctor Savarius, I think. Yeah, he's creepy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's and, pe- yeah. Yeah. Bit of a different flavor too, because because he's like he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he's the one that's like out of his mind. Yeah. Whereas yeah. You, like for as bad as Demona and, and Xanatos are, you can't really say that. No, right? they have reasons. Yeah. 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 He just does it to do it. And and Frank, for you, uh, and Clifton, Monarch. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It should have been on there too. Yeah. And and so the one and then and then I'll shut up. The one that would <laughs> would have been the monkey wrench, I think. Yeah. Because I cannot think of a more likable bad guy. Mm. Soundwave. Yeah, I love Soundwave. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't find him a bad guy. I just figure he's just following orders. I know. We we all we all don't think he's a bad guy because we all yeah. like him so much. Yeah, yeah but he's him. chill. He's like, Megatron, when are you gonna send the Endodron? You know, it's just he's right. just he's just maintaining fort. Nobody to fight, just <laughs> just just making sure uh, Cybertron doesn't blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never, I would have never seen him. As, I still don't see him as a villain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he works for Megatron. I should make him villainous enough. But right. no, I was surprised that Clifton didn't say Gideon Graves. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's the big bad that gets all the evil exes together. Right. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, that was a lot of reminiscing about some crazy people we should have put on the list. We could have made a whole nother list just with the runoff. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Okay. Well, thanks guys for the submission. And hopefully if we ever get to do this again, we know who to add and who not to add. <laughs> okay. Now, are you ready for the final bracket, the final choice in the matter to see who dominates? Uh, listeners, to let you know, this last voting will not be done up front, so to speak. We're going to have a secret ballot, so to speak. And this is new. Normally, what we would have to do is what we'd always done, and that's cast our vote for you to hear. That way, we're able to know who voted for which, which we will discuss after the winner. But in this case, we've decided to have a secret ballot amongst ourselves in order to make it the most amicable way. That way, no one knows who voted for what until the winner is crowned. So So what I've done is... Ask everyone to make their personal vote as to see who would win. And you send me that vote in private for this choice. And the choice is, do you want Lex Luthor or Starscream? Lex Luthor or Starscream? Now, hopefully, everyone doesn't have much time to think about it. And it'll be the first choice that they they hopefully make. It won't be that much uh, thinking about it. My vote is in. Okay. Locking in my vote. There Do you text go. message rates apply? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the I hear the match game theme in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's, I love that theme. That's a great theme. It is. Especially when you said locking it in. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Yep. Okay. You have okay. mine too. Yes, I do. I now have all everyone's vote. And suffice to say, the winner of this tournament. Which was four to nothing. Ooh. <laughs> it's Lex Luthor. Wow. <laughs> Unanimously over the double crossing, double dealing, yes, shysty Starscream from the Transformers. Yep. That was interesting. That was but interesting. At the same token, I'm not surprised because we all love Superman for his core. Mm-hmm. So the only person that could match it would be somebody equally villainous to yep. his goodness. Guys, what do you think? Any any thoughts? Uh, I mean, it, it came down to, again, uh, just the fact that, you know, Lex does win on occasion. <laughs> he does. You know, and it's it, it just, you know, that like when you're thinking about the, again, not to not to be punny about it, but um, when you're thinking about the one seed of, of super villainy, especially at DC, and, and now overall for us, um, it's Lex, right? It comes down to Lex Luthor. It does. You know, you know I mean, I, I don't, I, I, lo- I love Lex. I love prisoner Lex. I love, yeah. you know, green and purple, you know, uh, <laughs> jumpsuit Lex. Mm-hmm. I love the superpowers Lex. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Gene Hackman, Clancy Brown. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, I, I, the character's awesome. I, I can't say enough good, cool things about Lex. So that's why I went with him. Not that I don't love uh-huh. Starscream, but it's just not the same. Right. <laughs> okay, understandably so. Yeah. 
even Rosenbaum and and John Cryer still get yeah, Lexes. Absolutely, like, yeah. there's so much, yeah. so many yeah, yeah. people do yeah, good stuff with Lex uh, yeah. and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And for me, it it does come down to the to that timeless factor of of what he represents, and that the the fact is he's just an evil businessman, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, a lot of times. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. The, I mean, we've got like you know purple and green power suit Lex, and that's great that that's there too. Mm-hmm. But really, it's still just to me about evil businessman Lex Luthor, like corrupt, power hungry businessman Lex Luthor, and those are other other things are just like tools to help him in that. But yeah, that that core is what it comes down to for me, and and why he's such a great villain and and yeah. such a classic one. I I started. I mean, first of all, I wanted to see them in a scene together. That's the that's the feeling I could, I couldn't shake. I'm like, man, those characters would play off of each other so well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, cause I think, cause I think Lex and Starscream would think that they could control the other one. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It yeah. Just, it feels that way. Yeah. And the Decepticons are aliens. I think that that's a, that's an interesting, <laughs> like team up to have to do, you know? Uh, yeah. No, I think, I think there's, there's something there. There's something there. Mm-hmm. One of DC Transformers crossover apparently. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I mean, not, nothing against Starscream, um, but he's a little more one note compared to, to Lex. And, you know, the thing is, for, for a lot of these bad guys that are like the antithesis of the hero, I, I don't know that there's a more perfect example of that than Lex and Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. normal guy, superpowers. Awesome head of hair, bald. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah. You know, completely optimistic, believes in the in 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 the in the good in everybody, and and just like doesn't trust anybody, and thinks everybody's as crooked and as devious as he is. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just I you know the character's been around since since 1940. Yeah. And and there's no shortage of Lex stories that are still to come. I think. I mean, like you know, he he evolves with the time, and. You know, and yet somehow Clifton, like you were saying, like remains timeless also. Yeah. You know, as long as they're, they're, you know, jerk businessmen out there, like there's going to be Lex stories. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that, Zach. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with your opinion, yours, uh, Frank and Clifton's, as far as Lex Luthor, Superman's villain is concerned. Uh, But that being said, thank you for listening. You can check out all our past episodes at our website, letmeknowhowitis.com, as well as anywhere you find podcasts. Just please, if you enjoy the show and feel so inclined, give us a like or follow and leave a review. It really helps us out. Finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way by email at info at letmeknowhowitis.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you for listening.